Island Church in Galveston, Texas welcomes you to our podcast. We trust that you will be encouraged by today's message. So, shortly, last year, when COVID hit, it came to Tanzania too, and um, our families, our kids, and grandchildren in Denmark wanted us to Denmark, our board in Denmark wanted us to Denmark. We didn't want to go. We, we, don't get me wrong, we are not scared of, of COVID. Don't get me wrong. I know maybe some of you have been sick with COVID. Don't misunderstand me. Some, sometimes people understand, misunderstand me. Some people want to misunderstand me. <laughs> but we are not supposed to be full of fear. Fear was sneaking into us as well in Africa. But we decided to kick the fear out. We made a decision by faith. It doesn't belong to us. So, but we, we went to Denmark and, and we were there about four months and couldn't do anything. Denmark was closed down. I was sealed down. No churches, no nothing, absolutely nothing. And I, I, I mean, it, it was driving me crazy. <laughs> crazy, crazy, completely crazy. Sitting out in nowhere. Uh, thank God the weather was beautiful, but I don't know. I mean, I'm used to preach every week. I used to go, 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 go. Now I had to sit, 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 sit. Uh, it was so hard. It was so difficult. But uh, then, uh, because many people asked me during the years to, to write my book, so I decided to write my book. And in the beginning, it was really, 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 really difficult because I'm an evangelist. Uh, I need to see people. When, when I'm preaching, I need to see people. Uh, so now I was writing, I was looking at the screen. It wasn't that easy. But suddenly, something clicked in. And I made my book, and I'm glad I did it. And you can have it tonight. Actually, it's out there, and I saw the police, and I made an agreement with the police. You can't leave without buying it. <laughs> That's not the truth. <laughs> I better repent quickly. <laughs> so Tanzania, Tanzania, uh, they handled the situation differently. They, they closed down the schools for, for four months, only for four months. Nothing else. Life was just going on as usual. Churches were open. Ministry was open. Ev open and everything was just like normal. So uh, one day our president, our former president, made a speech to the nation. He said, the Western world, they have money. We don't have money. The Western world have many doctors. We don't have many doctors. The, the Western world have hospitals. We don't. And medication. So what should we do about COVID? Then he, he asked the nation to pray and fast for three days. And I tell you, people was praying and fasting. Christian was praying and fasting for even more than three days. Muslims were praying and fasting. Non-believers were praying and fasting too. Because everyone was scared of COVID. And when it was done, he declared no more COVID. And it became very unpopular to, to the rest of the world. But the fact is, don't go to the internet. Don't believe what they tell you in the internet about Tanzania. Because it's not the truth. I'm traveling, we are traveling to Tanzania all the time doing our crusades. And we ask people about COVID, they look at me, what are you talking about? Of course, we have some people who are sick with COVID, but it's absolutely different. We have four medical doctors in our church and regularly and ask them, what about COVID? They said, one here and one there. 
So I know God is able. It made me, because I'm over here, I'm not in, in Europe, I can tell you. When we stayed in Denmark for the f four months, it made me crazy because no, no Christians were praying. You never heard anyone talking about God is able to protect us from COVID. Everyone bowed down to COVID. I'm not going to bow down for COVID. No way, no way, no way. So we left Tanzania, one of the last flights out of Tanzania because everything was closed down. And no international flights to Tanzania. And then we went back with the first flight coming into Tanzania. It was so good coming back again, I tell you. Um, and some people, some people come and visit and they are happy when they leave. That's the truth. <laughs> but I'm happy when I'm back. You see, the difference is when God calls you. Then he equips you. Why should, why should we spend our life in, in Africa? I mean, we are, we are Wazungu. Wazungu is Kiswahili means white people. White people. And we hear it every day. Mzungu, Mzungu. As soon as I leave my house, the kids know me. Uh, they know my name, but they never, know, they never use my name. Mzungu, white man. <laughs> As I should know, I'm white. No, don't let me, don't, don't. <laughs> uh, 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 I brought a, a video with me, a, a small one, and I want to, I want to show it. I, it's impossible to show you everything, but uh, the last couple of years, our Bible school for ministers just exploded. Just exploded, exploded. I can't, I can't, I can't even, I can't explain. It's, it's a God thing. So um, the year before last, we graduated 440 pastors and preachers. And last December, we graduated 840. And this coming December, we will graduate uh, very close to 1,000. Uh, we have uh, 38 out campuses all over the nation. And uh, from September, uh, we will uh, uh, open an out campus on the islands of Zanzibar, the Muslim islands, with 98% of Muslims. We want to have a Bible school for ministers. I, I was never into, I'm an evangelist, you know. I was never into have a Bible school. Maybe Pastor Rusty could have a Bible school or teachers could have a Bible school. And, but suddenly I recognized it's very important to train the ministers. Very important. One of the, one of, one of the parts is that you multiply yourself. So I know when I go to heaven, Egon is still preaching. And I like that. I like to go to heaven, but not now. So I have to confess tonight I have a problem. Who said, hmm? <laughs> Just one. <laughs> my problem is the language. That's my problem. Uh, you know, I have a lot of challenges. As a missionary, you have challenges all the time. Challenges. All the time. And actually, I am a miracle. Together with my wife. I'm born on a small island in the Baltic Sea. Belong to Denmark. But it's far from Denmark. And when I grew up, we spoke our own language, Bonholmsk. So it goes like this. I will try to tell, say I, I'm trying to speak 
English. Jag prövar på att snacka engelsk. You got it. <laughs> so, in school I had to learn Danish. And in Danish it goes like this. Jag prövar på att tala dansk. Then uh, we got married in 1969 and we went into full-time ministry on the road traveling in Scandinavia and we moved to Norway. So I had to learn the Norwegian language. And it goes like this. Jeg prøver på at prate engelsk. Then in 1974 we moved to Africa, Tanzania. With 174, now 130 tribes. And every tribe have their own language. So they uh, introduced a national language, which is Kiswahili. And in 1974, English was very close to be forbidden language in Tanzania. And um, so I had to, yeah, I mean, uh, I couldn't do anything because I, I couldn't speak Swahili. We were just dumped, dumped and nowhere. Uh, didn't know the culture, we didn't know anything, absolutely nothing. So it took some time to learn, but when you, when you are forced to learn it, it goes a little bit quicker, uh, but it was really tough. And um, and maybe I, you, I shouldn't tell you, but um, um, I'm, I'm a mix of German and Italy. You know, German very, <clears throat> and Italy arms and legs all over. You know, <laughs> so I, I I can be very excited, but at the same time I can really go down. <laughs> So, I mean, I wanted to preach, I couldn't to preach, I tried, but he couldn't understand anything. And I, I mean, I banged my head in the wall. And I, I, mean, I hit my foot several times too. It didn't help anything. Nothing. But you just have to go. Go, go, and go. So, now 47 years later, nobody's cheating me in Swahili. Nobody. Nobody. Even the local people, they can't cheat me in Swahili. Nobody, nobody. That's actually had become my language. And then I, then I come to US and I have, because you don't understand Swahili. Uh, you should, because you're spiritual. You should understand Swahili. <laughs> but uh, then I have to try to speak English. I never learned English in school, never, ever. So I have tried to pick it up. And sometimes when I really get into it, I get excited preaching, you know. Then I mix Danish, Bonhams, Norwegian, Swahili, and English. Then you have to be spiritual and understand it and interpret it right. Amen. <laughs> so when, I, when I'm saying I'm a miracle, my wife is a miracle, we are. Maybe you're a miracle too, but, uh, but, but how can you, I mean, 1974 and before, no one, at least from Europe, went on a mission trip for two or three weeks. Never, ever. So, I mean, we didn't know anything about Africa. We've never been to Africa. We tried to study a little bit uh, the history and so on, but didn't know anything. So now you were dumped there in the middle. It, it's, a, it's a culture to totally totally different to the European country, culture, absolutely. And, and the language is, is absolutely different too. And the food, I tell you, sometimes after a service sitting in the pastor's hut uh, on the floor, because uh, nothing, nothing. And when he came, I mean, I grew up in a Christian home and we, 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 
well, we, we always said grace and thank you, Lord, for the food. But when I saw that food, I learned to pray for the food. <laughs> and even until today, I wonder what we ate. So, impossible. That's the word for tonight. As I've been praying today for the service tonight, that word has, has ringing in my heart all day long. Impossible, impossible, impossible. Because in Africa, maybe in US, I don't know, but in Africa, all the time you hear that word, impossible, impossible, impossible. We had a period in Tanzania, breakdown, complete breakdown. I mean, everything collapsed. Uh, even to get gas for your car, you had to go to government office and apply, and he gave you uh, maybe 20 gallons uh, a month. And I was traveling all the time. So everywhere it was impossible. Even food, we as foreigners had to go to a special shop, and if you saw your name on the board, you could have some rice and just very little. Everything was impossible. And talking about money, it was forbidden to have a foreign currency. So, impossible. I've heard that word one million, I don't know. No, ten millions, I don't know. So many times. Impossible, 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 impossible. And then, then, uh, all the tribes, and tribes are different. Uh, there was a neighboring tribe. There is a neighboring tribe. Uh, it's called Barabai tribe. And that tribe is very different to many other tribes. And they, they, they had, they had a strange culture that young men could never be married before they showed they were men. And to show how, how, to, how to be a man, they had to kill only with a spear. And they had a choice, an elephant. But that's not easy. If you have seen an elephant, then... Mm. But a lion, they kill lions with a spear. But dangerous. If you mess, you get killed yourself. Or a human being. It seems to be easy. I don't know, I never tried it. Uh, but it seems to be easier. And they were not allowed to kill with, among themselves, so they went into the neighboring tribes. And the government tried to stop it. They couldn't stop it. And there we are. We are young and stupid and dumb. We love in Jesus. The only thing we know is that God called us to Africa. And I hear the voice, go and preach for them. So I talked to, to, to the church. I talked to the pastors. They looked at me, impossible. They told me, you can't. Impossible, impossible. They will kill us. Nobody can go in there. And even there were signboards on, on, on the roads. Don't stop, you can get killed. The government put up signboards. Don't stop, you can get killed. Impossible. But still, that voice somewhere in my heart. Go and preach. Go and give him Jesus. Finally, I got one pastor, local pastor. We went out there. This is a long story. I will try to do it very short. But impossible, impossible. We got the leader. We got him in the car. He never, never had been inside a car. He didn't know how to sit. I gave him a mic because on top of my car, I had a horn speaker. I'd never seen a mic before. And when he spoke, his voice came out of the horn speaker. It was magic. I couldn't understand him, and uh, he couldn't understand me, so I had an interpreter from the tribe, but he was not a Christian, not at all. Impossible. Impossible. You hear it all the time. You hear it every, every week, every day. Impossible. So we were driving around in the forest, and he was speaking. He was telling his people to come to the meeting point. It was a big tree. 
After a while, we came to the big tree. We were waiting, and people came out of the bushes. And then all the women, nearly naked, close your eyes and please preach. I mean, skin skirts, and the smell was like... I never been to hell, but <laughs> it was terrible, terrible, awful, and topless, all of them. And I, I wanted to pray for them. Nobody wants prayer. So I felt I failed. Have you ever felt that you failed? So when I left, I left and back home, my heart was broken because I was sure I heard from the Lord. But it, it became impossible. After some months, I decided to go back. When I came back, they saw my car. I never left the car because they throw stones at me. Bang! I had to return back home again. Impossible. I felt so sad because I was sure I heard the voice of the Lord bringing them the gospel, and the gospel would change them. But it was impossible. Many years went by. I sent uh, local evangelists out to prepare some meetings for me a third time. And when I came out, a war broke out. Two neighboring tribes decided to kill them off and run them off. And people were killed. They burned down the huts, and I had to flee. So Sunday afternoon, I came into the neighboring tribe, and I know the pastor of the church. I asked the pastor, can I use your church? I want to have a service. It wasn't organized, but Africa is Africa. There's no windows in the windows. It's just open. So when you crank up the music and you bring on your praise together with your band, oh, there's rock and roll in the house of the Lord. Rock and roll. So, that, I mean, Africans, they just showed up, and after a while, the church was absolutely packed, packed, packed. And guess what? The Holy Spirit moved. Holy Spirit moved. And everybody was praising God, lifting their hands and praying in tongues. And, and I had a young guy with me from Denmark. Young guy. He was a Lutheran guy. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong about the Lutherans, but um, uh, um, my grandma, she was a Lutheran. Uh, and my grandfather, he was a seven-day Adventist. How can it happen? Must be love. 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 <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> but this guy, young guy, very brilliant guy. And I asked him, in, when I met him in Denmark, if he was Christian, born again. He said, yes. So now he was in the crowd. We were only two white people, me and this guy. He was down there to the right in the middle, and Africans here crammed together. When houses is full, it's full. It's absolutely packed, and it was hot. And then suddenly he came to the stage. I mean, he was scared. I mean, he was born white, but he was more white than ever before. And he, he shouted in my ear. He said, Egon, this lady over there, she is speaking Danish. Danish? I looked at that lady. Uh, and I, I know this lady. She speaks two languages. Her tribal language, is, which is Kinyatulo, and Kiswahili. She don't know a single word in Danish. So I thought, hmm, he's from Denmark. Something is loose upstairs. <laughs> but he insisted. 
She's speaking Danish. I'm telling you. I said, impossible. I know this lady, impossible. And he, I, I, he pushed me. Then I got tired of him. I said, if she is speaking Danish, you better go down and listen. So he went down and listened to the lady. She didn't know anything. Closed eyes, lift hands, and was just praying tongues in Danish. In Danish. Can you believe it? I don't care if you don't believe it. Because I'm not telling stories. I'm telling you the truth. She spoke in tongues, but she spoke in Danish. When the service was over, this guy jumped in my car and I said, you asked me in Denmark if I was born again Christian. I asked out of my understanding as a Lutheran. But now I tell you, no doubt, no doubt, I am born again. Impossible became possible. So coming back to the tribe, the tribe is called Bar Barabai tribe today. Oh, let me just give you the picture of understanding how different people can be. Uh, I had a friend, a Norwegian guy, missionary, um, Lutheran too. <laughs> so he went into the tribe from the other side and he wanted to make contact. So, so he showed, um, what do you call it? Dias? Slides, slides. He had his generator cranked up, he had a screen. He just showed pictures. We, I mean, and those people never saw any pictures. Hannah and I, we gave them mirrors. They never seen themselves. I mean, I've seen in films, but now I saw it myself. They looked, it's me. It's really me. Different. Absolutely different, but still people. Valuable for God. So now this guy, one evening he showed them, slides and suddenly I showed a picture of a lion and instantly a spear psh, through the screen killed the lion there's another world outside there there are still people Jesus gave his life for them too but now now they, now now the signboards on the road is it's not there anymore now there's no more killing the culture has changed. The church is all over. I know there's power in the gospel. And the gospel power is the power of God himself, which is changing the impossible to become possible. Maybe you need it tonight. Maybe you have a natural situation. You know, all of us have natural situations. Uh, you might not believe me, but I'm not a liar. No, I'm not. You look at me as I should be a liar. I'm not a liar, but I'm born shy. Very shy. Very shy. The first school picture, grade one. I've been so, so shy. Just ask my wife. It still can happen to me. It still can happen. I can struggle with it. With being shy and getting nervous. You might not believe it, but I control it. I control it. You, 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 if, I mean, God is helping me. I believe God is helping me, but God can help me to control it as well. Yeah. Absolutely. So natural situations, you know, natural stuff. Um, I know a guy from Britain. He, he is a stutterer. And, and God, is, I mean, he got saved and God called him. 
to be a preacher. How can a stutterer be a preacher? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, glad to, to, to see, see, see you to, to, tonight. And I would like to, to, to read from the, 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 the gospel of Luke. It's not working. It's not working. But he was born like that. But then the impossible became possible. And God healed him. Healed him completely. Sometimes it still happens. He just stop a little bit and then he continue. Natural challenges, natural impossibilities. I mean, I'm telling you, I don't know if you remember when you were a teenager, but when I was a teenager, for sure I was born in the wrong family. Absolutely. If I would, I mean, I just, if I could be born in another family, everything would be just better and better. You see, every Christian, not you, of course, but every, every Christian over, uh, I mean, over there somewhere, um, they have so many excuses because they have the natural challenges. Amen? Let me try another one. Um, it might not be popular, but... Uh, have you ever been in a situation you thought, oh, I, I choose the wrong wife? I mean, just a thought. <laughs> huh? Oh, you're not honest. You're not honest. You're not honest. Oh, let me let me clarify a little bit. Have you ever ever been a little bit irritated about your wife? Thank you, sir. I love you. You're very honest. <laughs> it's easy to find natural challenges, but you can make them into big mountains. You make your excuse, oh no, God, when God called me to preach the gospel, I said, God, I can't, I'm shy. I can't be in front of people, impossible, impossible, impossible. But see, when God pinpoints you and call you, he will change your natural challenges. Absolutely, he will. And if not, there's something wrong with God. And there's nothing wrong with God. Absolutely nothing. So, impossible. You meet it all the time. As a mission, I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I don't, I'm, how, how can I, you know, sometimes people think missionaries just talk about money, talk about money, talk about money, talk about money. But how can you work without money? How can you work without money? I mean, I don't have any business. And by the way, in Africa, I'm not, I'm not allowed to have any business. I'm not allowed. The only thing I can, I can, I can work as a missionary. It's written in the work permit. And, and, and they will kick me out if I do something else. So I can't do any farming. I can't have chickens. I can't have any type of income, business, anything. So I have to do the impossible living without money. How can you do that? I mean, I believe many of you have a workplace. You go to your work and they pay you a paycheck. Nobody in Tanzania has paid me anything. 
Never happened. They want me to pay them because I'm, I'm a missionary. And don't get me wrong, I'm white, so everybody sees me because there are very few white people I can't hide. And they think, because I'm white, I'm stinking rich. But they don't know the truth. I have to believe God to change the impossible to become possible. Jesus said, ask. And if you don't ask, I, I, maybe you didn't recognize on, on the video, uh, but there was, a, there was a, a picture of a land cruiser, red land cruiser. I, all, I mean, all my time in Africa, I have land cruisers. It's the best in Tanzania. So, but it costs money. So I had one. Uh, the, the, I had one blue, and, uh, and uh, it, it was now 10 years old. And uh, I take good care of it, like my baby. I mean, she's my baby, but I take good care of it. And I prayed, and I believed, because it's getting older. And I needed for traveling to do the, my crusades. And I tried to save money. But every time I tried to save money, the, the ministry demanded the money. So I had zero. And finally, I gave up. I don't know if you ever gave up. Uh, Guinea gave up once. <laughs> gave up. So I, even, I said, Lord, okay, Lord. Uh, it's 10 years old. I will take care of it. It will last at least 10 more years. But it's old. I said, God, I think I deserve a new land cruiser. But if you don't give it to me, I will still serve you. I will ride the old one. So I, I stopped praying. And somehow I stopped believing. So two, two, little more than two years ago, uh, maybe three now, three now, we came to New Orleans to a church. And, and even, you know, you're, Sometimes there's a pressure. I, I don't feel the pressure tonight, but sometimes when you come to some churches, there's pressure on the preacher. Because if you don't preach good, the offering is no good. <laughs> it might not be the truth, but that's the pressure. <laughs> and normally you always get the, the offering after the service. But then that church, even before the service, the pastor handed me a check. 80,000 US dollars for a new land cruiser. Impossible became possible. So I ordered a new land cruiser. I, want, I said, Lord, I, 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 I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm a grandpa. Uh, but I'm not old, but I'm, I'm getting older. Even uh, I, I don't want to go there. Um, time will bring me there. So I said, God, I think I deserve the best. Because I don't use it for holiday. I only use it for crusades. So I felt in my heart I could order the best one. The top, the top. With Tanzania specification. But the problem was... It costs 107,000 without taxes and custom duties. But anyhow, I said, Lord, I believe you. So I ordered it. So I wanted to sell the blue one. One day in church, Sunday morning, Paul Troquil, he was just standing behind me. He's a missionary working with us in our Bible school. 
And he picked me on the shoulder. He said, boss, I want to buy you a blue land cruiser. I mean, Paul sometimes is joking around. I thought it was a joke. He's a poor missionary. You don't have any money. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. <laughs> don't tell him. <laughs> so after the service, I had to talk to him. He said, no, I, I mean it. I want to buy you a blue land cruiser. How much? I said, Toyota told me I, I, I can get 25,000 for it. He says, okay, you have 25. So now I have 105. So I only needed two more. And God said, pay yourself. I said, that's a deal. <laughs> Impossible <laughs> become possible. <laughs> I mean, I could go on forever and forever. Uh, uh, you know, you know there, there, there was a survey done uh, about Christian, not you. You are excluded from it uh, because you are so different. Uh, but a survey was done about Christians going to church Sunday morning, listening to the pastor, teaching or preaching. Uh, but Monday morning, more than 80% of them couldn't remember anything about the preaching or the teaching. But it was good. All of them said it was good, but he couldn't remember. I mean, if I get, if I get mud bugs down there in New Orleans, I will remember them. I mean, forever. Because it's good. So, but then they said, if the preacher is telling stories putting stories into his preaching, I mean, testimonies. Then people remember it. I said, that's me. That's me. That's me. So, uh, so um, now the Land Cruiser came and the government wanted me to pay uh, taxes and duties and it's almost 100%. And I didn't have that money. So I applied for exemption. But it took three months we are praying, we are fasting, we are crying, we are doing everything, everything. Believing for the impossible to become possible. One day my wife told me, I can't pray anymore. I mean, I can't pray anymore. We, we prayed, we prayed, we prayed, we prayed, we believed, believed. We were so worn out. I mean, we, so, we didn't know if, if they would release it. I, mean, I couldn't find the money. But after three months, the day when the president himself called all the leaders of Tanzania authority, revenue authorities to a meeting and telling them from now on, no one will be exempted. That same day, the government signed my papers. Exempted. Exempted. I want to dance. Same day. That, 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 that's incredible. Just the same day when in order them not to exempt anyone, they signed my documents. I know, impossible can be changed. The natural can be changed to the supernatural. By the supernatural word, God's word. That's a supernatural world. And by the way, many years back, Pastor Sam Carr from, from Life United in, in Shreveport, he came to Arusha, Tanzania, and I bought, a, I bought a cornfield. I had a vision, I had a dream to build a Bible school. But uh, I had I, even the drawings. Uh, I, I wanted to build a big auditorium. And, and then uh, I wanted to build some dome. And then... Uh, he asked for the, the, the tag, the price tag, and I can't remember what much it was. He said, mm -mm, that, that's really, that's a lot of money. We were standing in the cornfield. There was nothing. And, and um, then said, okay, I can help you with one part of it. What do, what do you want first? 
Then I said, mm, if, I, if I have to choose, I want the auditorium. He said, asked me, why do you want the auditorium? I said, what should I do with the dome? Yeah. <laughs> I need first an auditorium. And because Africans are all, they are wonderful people. I mean, they can sleep everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. And that's the truth. I mean, they can sleep everywhere. It doesn't matter. On the floor, on the benches, everywhere. So Pastor said, okay, we will, help you, we will help you believe together with you for an auditorium. And it cost money. You have been the pastor. It's a big auditorium. Big. Big. And sometimes when I looked at it, here, dung, 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 impossible, impossible, impossible. Impossible. I hate that choir. Impossible. I hate that word. Impossible. I looked at it. Impossible. And the money from, from Pastor Semka was delayed. It didn't show up. And he called me one day and said, I promise you and I will bring you the money. But it might take some time. Impossible. Impossible. And, and the devils were singing all the time. Impossible. But today... The building is there. The impossible was changed into possible. And by the way, by the way, now Europeans coming and I, and I told them I'm going to build this and this and this. They were singing together with the... Uh, <laughs> please forgive me. <laughs> but they were singing, singing the same choir. Because they know where I'm from. Impossible. You, you are crazy. It's not, you can't do that. But I tell you, if God tells you, you can do it. You can do it. If he tells you and you compare it to the word of God and you know it's the will of God, it might take some time and there might be some bumps on the bumps, bumps, humps, bumps. This is crazy. This is crazy. All the time in, in, in Tanzania and Africa, roads have been terrible. I mean, roads in Louisiana is not that good either, but but in Africa, that time, and you try to move, so the Chinese, God bless the Chinese, they might have another agenda, but they came and they, they built our main roads, all main roads, black, black top, and I was happy. Thank God for the Chinese. Because we've got some good main roads. So God can use the Chinese too. It sounds uh, strange, I know. But even the Chinese have to bow to the will of God. Because God saw that the people in every corner of Tanzania needed the gospel. Without roads, it's very difficult. We have tried so many times. Impossible can be possible. You see, when God created, there were nothing. Just think about it. When God created the earth and everything, everything was empty. Nothing. He spoke his word. And by his word, it, it, it came to pass. I mean, people today think they, they can't create something. We can't create anything. No. Because everything is, is here. And we pick it up and we put it together. And it becomes something. 
But God is the creator. Creator. So, I, I, I know this is only the introduction, humps. So, now the, the main road was very nice, but then they put bumps everywhere. On the highway too. Uh, that's crazy. Bumps. Bumps. You're driving, driving fast, and there's a wee, bum, boom. So for me as a driver, all the time on the roads in Africa, bumps are like the devil. And the devil will show up, I'm telling you. When God starts to bless, the devil starts to mess. Sometimes, you know, the devil knows more than we know. He knows how God wants to change the impossible to become possible. And he don't want it to happen, so he put a bump on the road. Amen? In, in the 80s, Hannah got sick. In the 80s, I guess it was. Suddenly, he got sick. I took her to a doctor, an Asian doctor, and he... He figured out what it was, but he couldn't, he couldn't handle it. And he recommended a specialist, American specialist in Kenya, Nairobi. So I, we took her to the specialist in Nairobi. And um, he, he tested her. And he was talking about surgery or radiation. Or suddenly he said, no, let me try uh, some medication. So he said, here, you have medication for three months. You go home. And uh, then you come back after three months. And she became better. Of course, we prayed, we prayed, we prayed, we prayed. People were praying, praying, still praying. When she took the medication, and she became better, we went back, and he took another test, and it, it looked quite good, and he said, mm, the medication is working. So now you have three more months with the medication. Go home and take it, then come back after three months. After a month or so, she became very, very ill, very sick. And you have to understand, if you get sick in the U.S., you have a phone, and you call somebody, and they will come very quickly. It doesn't work in Africa. In Tanzania, we have maximum we have 5,000 medical doctors. Some of them are very poor educated. Very poor educated. So you, you really, you, you, I mean, you learn how to trust God for your health. I tell you. We have been close to death many times by malaria. Absolutely. And um, so I rushed to Nairobi to the, the, the specialist. And he was amazed because the medication worked. So he tested her. And when he, everything was done, he came and said, I have to explain it. You are healed. But now the medication has become poisoning to your body. Because you are healed. And a healthy person taking that medication will be sick because it becomes poisoning. So, you know, you know, I grew up with the Pentecost. And God bless them, I'm not against any Pentecost. Uh, not at all. But if you took a pill, you were close to the door of hell. Very close. So, when I grew up, you know, when uh, it was, I um, mean, I had a, uh, uh, when we got sick, you know, I, I knew if I could get a pill, I would be better. But mm, the good Lord don't like the pill. 
But the good Lord proved for my wife and I, even taking the medication, he healed her. Completely. And it never returned. Impossible become possible. Amen. Amen. And I know I have to close. I have to close. I have to close. I don't want to close, but I have to close. I don't like to close because it's so good to preach for you, but, but I have to. Oh, my goodness. Something is wrong with the timing in the U.S. So, I, I did crusades on the island of Zanzibar. Muslim, Muslim, 98%. And even they blessed me with one, four pounds of dynamite to destroy my equipment the night before, beginning preaching. And uh, what you say, God, 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 changed the impossible to become possible. So it never exploded because the fuse broke off when it hit the stage. So now the police came and the next morning, they, they talked to me and said, you can't preach here. I said, I haven't done anything wrong. I have all the permissions, I'm going to preach. I was struggling with the authorities. Finally, said, you are not going to preach because you can get killed. And when you are in certain situations, you become not, you are not just normal, normal human being anymore. The faith and the Holy Spirit clicks in. Yeah. And I said, killed? I'm not, get, I'm not, I'm not uh, afraid of being killed. They look straight at me. You're not afraid of being killed? I said, no, I'm not. Why? Because I'm going to heaven. Then he said, we are afraid. Because our job is to protect you. And we don't know how we should protect you. So they denied me. So I felt so sad. But just an hour later, all the journalists from radios, from newspapers, come and, came and talked to me. I was on the radio. I was on front pages in color, free of charge, stupid devil. Normally, if you're on front pages in color, we pay for it, a lot of money. Now, free of charge. Impossible become possible. But it didn't end there. Even BBC, British Broadcasting Corporation from London, they have a, a radio uh, to, to Tanzania and all of East Africa. They called me live from London. They asked me one question, and I didn't answer it. I took the opportunity. I knew this was God-given. Preaching to all of East Africa, Wire London, BBC, for 10 minutes. They tried to stop me. They couldn't stop me. I might not look good, but I'm not stupid. Free of charge. I was laughing at the devil. He tried to make it impossible, but it became even better possible. But it didn't end, end there. It ended up in the parliament of Tanzania. Zanzibar is a union with Tanzania. And they were discussing in the parliament. And I think I'm, I'm the only preacher ever getting a letter from the parliament of Tanzania telling me, go back to Zanzibar and preach. Go back and preach. The, the parliament told me to go back and preach. So I know impossible can become possible. Even if it looks impossible, I mean, Im impossible, 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 impossible. I mean, really impossible. I know God is greater. 
And I know God is able. We might sometimes go through the valley, but we are just walking through it. We are not bringing our camper down to the valley because we know we are walking through it. It might be difficult, it might be hard, but we know the impossible will be changed. I mean, I'm a fisherman's son. I grew up next to the ocean. I've seen thousands of fish. School breaks, I went out. My, my daddy was a fisherman, uh, professional fisherman, commercial. And I, I learned in Sunday school the story from the Bible. Some people wanted Jesus to pay taxes. I think that's crazy. That's crazy. Want Jesus to pay tax. And then, listen, listen, Jesus didn't have any money. So I feel good. Many times I don't have, have any money. I'm in the same club as Jesus. He didn't have any money. <laughs> but sometimes I don't know what to do, but Jesus knew what to do. He told Peter, the fisherman, go and catch a fish. And the first one you get it, open the mouth and there will be some money. Forget it. That's stupid. That's not only stupid, that's dumb. You don't find money in the mouth of a fish. It never happens. I went out fishing with my dad. I was sitting on top of thousands of fish, cleaning the fish. But the first thing I did, open, nothing. <laughs> Cut open the stomach, everything out, no money. I got so tired. I said, Jesus, something is wrong. There's no money and I need money. But I, I learned if Jesus told me to do it, I would find money. But he never told me to do it. Yeah. I just tried to copy Peter. And that, we should never copy anyone. No, no, be yourself. As a son and a daughter of God, he called you to live for him and serve him. And he will change the impossible to become possible. Uh, I have to close. Sometimes we are blaming the devil, but it's not the devil. It's yourself. Just because you don't listen to his voice. Just because you don't follow the instruction. <clears throat> I recognize driving in the U.S. Everybody's driving too fast. <laughs> I don't know how it works. I got scared. Drive, I mean really fast. 60, they drive 70, 75, 80, 85. And they look at me, look at me, who are you? So, so I thought, mm, I would just be in the middle of many cars, but then the police can't catch me. I'm just flowing. But then I recognized suddenly, everybody was breaking all the red lights. I asked myself, why in the world are they breaking? Oh, further down the road, the police car. In the name of Jesus. Uh, if you are caught, you pay your bill. Yeah. It wasn't devil, the devil that was the driver. It was you. Yeah. You better pay a fine. But you know, see, in Africa it's different. Oh, they use the radar and they're corrupt. So if they play around, I play around too. I normally, I, I try to, to keep the speed limit. I try because I'm tired of talking to the police. And anyhow... 
even if I don't break the speed limit, they, they stop me anyhow. They are telling me, you're too fast. I know they're liars, but they don't know who they talk to. I talk better than they do. And I start to talk about hell. I start to talk about one day you'll be in front of God. And God ha have a rec record of all you have done, even as a police officer. And the condemnation is terrible. The fire in hell. And there's no exit. It's for eternity. But I can pray for you right now. If you confess your sins, you will be forgiven. <laughs> and because I speak as good as Kisraeli as they do, sometimes better, they say, please leave. <laughs> I say, thank you, sir. God bless you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Next time you see me, I don't think it works in U.S. And we are not called to break the law either. But don't, but don't, don't fool me. The devil wants to fool us. So we are played with. But we have authority in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you live right, the devil will try. And we put up the mountains of impossibilities. But if you live right, you can use the name of Jesus. The Bible is telling us to move the mountain. I know I have to close, but one, one, one immigration officer in Arusha, the boss, he was so against me. He was so he hated me. He, I, mean, he, I mean, he had to give me my, my, my permits, but because I haven't done anything wrong. But he made it so difficult. It was so difficult. So now I had to apply again. And the morning going down to his office, I felt that in my stomach. I don't know if you feel that sometimes in your stomach. So I told my wife, you have been praying for, long, praying for a long time. I said, you better pray again when I'm going down to his office. Then my wife, my wife, you know, smiling, smiling, smiling. I'm going to see the devil with that big mountain hating me. Not wanting to give me the permission to stay in Tanzania. She's smiling and she said, listen, maybe you could have a miracle today. I said, that's easy for you to tell me. You are not going to see him. I am. Actually, it irritated me a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. So I came down to his office and I saw the secretary and said, and said I'm here because of this. And I said, yeah, 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 that's okay. Walk in. Walk in. I mean, I can just walk in. And he's changed. I said, what? He's changed? Yeah, he's changed. He's so different nowadays. It's just like he has become a Christian. I said, what? This guy can't become a Christian. That's impossible. Even God can save him. She said, walk in. When, when you open the door, he will see you and he will be so happy. And I couldn't believe it. I opened the door. I said, oh, come in, my friend. Come in. Sit down. And I greeted him because he's official. And I said, I'm here because, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. I have your papers. I will sign it. No problem. But no, we don't talk about that now. And then he opened the drawer to his desk and he took a Bible out and he said, teach me the word of God. Impossible became possible. Even the hardest, hardest person 
was changed. Just because we prayed. And actually sometimes I prayed and I didn't believe. Because in the beginning, the more I prayed, you're more like devil he became. Have you experienced that? You pray and you believe and it becomes even more and more difficult, more and more difficult. It's just because the devil knows if you continue, you will have your breakthrough and the mountain will be moved. So he became my best supporter among the Africans. Impossible becomes possible. I know it. I know it. Number one, it's in the book, in the manual, in the word. Number two, we have experienced it so many times. So we know impossible can be changed. Maybe somebody told you it can't change. God can change it. Maybe the doctor told you, no, you, you have to live with your, your sickness or disease. Okay, God bless the doctor, but he's not God. Impossible can be changed. Amen. Please stand to your feet and let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless my friends tonight. Bless each and every one who had attended the service tonight. And if there anybody, and I believe there's somebody with impossibles in their lives, I ask in the name of Jesus to change the impossible to become possible. Whatever it is, if it's marriage, if it's family, if it's finances, if it's diseases, if it's evil spirits, whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter. We pray, we ask in the name of Jesus to change the impossible and move the mountain in Jesus' name. Lord, create a miracle. Create something new. And most of all, I pray that thousands of people on this island will know Jesus and be saved. I pray for revival in Jesus' name. I pray for revival. Signs and wonders in Jesus' name. Shocking, shocking miracles. Amazing miracles. Because you are the, 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 the almighty God. There are no other like you, oh God. You are more than able. And I believe before Jesus is coming back, you will do it. And do it now. Use us in Jesus' wonderful name. And as we walk out, we recognize impossible already had become possible and we worship you and thank you in jesus wonderful name amen if you believe it shout amen God bless you. thank you for listening to island church's podcast to find out more information about island church in galveston texas visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com